to Talk FX, where we promise to keep the conversation honest and real for our Fragile X community. We are a group of moms of Fragile X children, self-advocates, and full mutation carriers from Washington, Idaho, and Oregon, all on a mission to share our stories and experiences in the hopes of reaching more Fragile X families and creating more awareness of Fragile X syndrome. So with that in mind, let's jump right in to this week's episode of Talk FX. Thanks for tuning in to Talk FX. I'm Nicole, and today I'm joined with Debbie, um, mom to her son, Skylar, who has Full Mutation Fragile X. Debbie is no stranger to the Talk FX podcast. Um, she's joined us before on an episode with her daughter, Amabel, talking about being a sibling of a child with Fragile X. So be sure to go check out that episode as well. Uh, today we're going to talk about distance learning and how it looks for individuals with developmental delays, and specifically Skylar. We're also going to talk about some strategies that parents can use that will hopefully be helpful to them in navigating uh, distance learning. So thank you so much for being with us, Debbie. Um, I'm really excited to chat with you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to share um, about Skylar and about how distance learning is going for him. Yeah, um, it is definitely not an easy task as a parent, but, uh, you know, you can just take it one day at a time, right? Oh, yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, remind me how old Skylar is and what grade he's in. He is, a, he is 12 years old and he's going into seventh grade, so he's going to be starting junior high. Oh my goodness, how does that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> Old. Oh. <laughs> well, for one thing, no. And but I understand how that can just naturally make someone feel, you know, old. I'm sure I'll say the same thing when I have kids. <laughs> um so being in going into junior high, what does the structure of distance learning look like for for Skylar, like on a daily basis? Um, explain that to me. So Skylar will log on um, with me, and we uh, chat with his para. So he has a para that comes on, and um, you know I've been sharing with Skylar or about Skylar, you know, to his para. Because he's going to be new to the school. So we we've kind of went back and forth about information about Skylar. So they can kind of get to know him um, a little bit better. And um, she sends me work and stuff for Skylar to do. And then we check in daily uh, in the morning. And, um, it's, and then we tell her what work he's done and what things he's working on. And um, so they kind of get an idea. They're really flexible. Um, if Skylar can't get on or he's struggling to get on, they're like, it's fine, you know, because it's been mostly uh, me getting on and checking in with the teacher and kind of being in the same room as Skylar. And Skylar's mm -hmm. kind of next to me or in the background, kind of wanting to look at the screen, but not really. So, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does way better with in person. 
than he does with uh, virtual. And his teacher has been amazing. She understands that. She really wants the kids to be in school. She thinks it's much better for them, especially special needs. So she's been really, as long as I communicate with her, she's been really flexible. Yeah, that's great. It's great to have those teachers that, you know, get to know your child for one thing. Like they actually take the time to do that. And just understanding that every child and their, their needs are different. And um, it's great that you guys can kind of be on the same page as far as just realizing that Skylar does do better with in-person learning versus distance learning. Um, But, you know, for the time being, talking about how you can make it uh, the best it can be for him. Um, So what uh, do you think has been working well for Skylar um, with the distance learning? Like, is there anything that um, you've noticed has, has worked well, or at least like, okay for him in order to, you know, get something out of it basically? Yeah. Um, I've noticed that I have to be, um, on top of him. So I have to be like, Skylar, this is what we're doing right now. You're going online, you know, and I have to tell him, you know, kind of have a rigid kind of schedule. So he knows what the expectation is and then, you know, what's coming after. So I have to kind of put him on a schedule at first, this, then, you know, you get to make your choice, you know? And Mm so um, we've kind of had to start out with being in the background in his room, in his space. So he's kind of there, but um, he, he got a new caregiver. And so his caregiver doesn't put up with his stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because Skylar can be really resistant, but I've noticed as a mom that Skylar needs to know, okay, buddy, this is what you're doing and this is what you need to do because I cave like way too much. So I've kind of learned a lot about myself during this time that it's okay to tell Skylar, this is the expectation right now. So I need you to sit down. I need you to get on the computer with your teacher. You know, I need you to be here and be present. Right. So it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. He works way better doing that, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's just like any other kid, you know, they, they need those um, expectations. And, and I firmly believe that, uh, you know, fragile X or not, they understand those expectations and it's a matter of, um, you know, them choosing to, to follow those and, you know, being consistent with, with those expectations, um, and it's great to have a caregiver that understands that as well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's been um, so amazing with Skylar. Just so amazing with him. That's so, great. That makes yeah. a huge difference, especially when, you know, during these times of having to go through distance learning, um, I'm happy for you that you were able to find, um, a awesome caregiver for him. Yeah, because we've been searching for a while for a good caregiver and just I've had no luck. And then there he was on Karina and I, you know, divine intervention. So it was just a a good thing to find him. And he really challenges Skylar and tells him what is up and what needs to be done and 
Kyler works really well with that. You know, I have mm-hmm. to learn as he gets older that I can't be a pushover. I have to tell him this is, this is what's going on, buddy. And, and, you know, I try to talk to him about what, if something new is coming up, I try to talk to him about it beforehand, you know, in little spurts of talking about it. His teacher sent me pictures of the classroom and pictures of, you know, his pairs and stuff. And we looked at those pictures and stuff. So he would kind of know what was going on. Um, I kind of tend to take things in steps with Skylar when mm-hmm. at sometimes he can handle more than that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Mom needs to be a little bit more firm. So I'm learning. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's important to remember too that, you know, um, it's easier for those that are not the child's parent to be firm versus the the actual parent being firm with their child. I feel like it's very different. Um, Even just me being a nanny, it's so much easier for me to, um, discipline the child versus the parent. Um, because you know, you have that, I feel like it's, it's, it's fair to say, you know, you have that emotional attachment to your child and you love them and, um, you want what's best for them. And I feel like that ends up being what drives you to, to provide that, um, firmness, you know, when they need it. But, um, no, I totally understand that because that's something I've learned as a nanny, just realizing, wow, that was actually easier for me to do than it was the parent. So it's important to just, you know, give yourself grace as parent. You've only been doing this for probably like what, a few weeks, if that, um, and you're already just figuring it out for Skylar. So, um, that's amazing. Kudos to you as an amazing mother. Thank you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and I know Skylar's a hoot, so we've, we've talked about him before. So, um, and he's just so darn cute. I could probably stand to have quite a few more photos of him than what you've sent me <laughs> <laughs> well I can definitely take more and send you so <laughs> I'll send you a first day of school photo when he goes because he's supposed to be starting school next Tuesday he's supposed to go to in-person learning four days a week uh full-time so I'm really excited and grandpa's buying him a new outfit so Aww. I will send a first day of school photo <laughs> that is so cute right um so if he's doing in-person school um is he going to be required to wear a mask no okay so are the kids going to be required to at all at that school or um is it mainly geared towards social distancing um we set up the classroom where the kids are not required to wear masks due to their sensory issues and due to some of them being too medically fragile or sometimes it's a nonverbal child. It's their only way to communicate. And Skylar, he does communicate, but to add on the mask would stress him out. So Mm -hmm. they um, do social distancing. So they'll they'll give the kids enough space in between um, each other and constant wiping the tables and making sure things surfaces are clean and you know the kids are um safe and healthy 
Um, yeah. So yeah, they're doing doing it that way, more geared towards the social distancing rather than having the kids wear a mask. Because we were all able to um, medically exempt our kids from wearing a mask, so they're all exempt. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's great because I know that um, it has been pretty difficult for parents to um, keep a mask on their child, just you know, due to many reasons. Um, such as the ones that you were already uh, listing, but also just, um, you know, it's, it's sensory too. You know, a lot of uh, individuals with fragile X don't like things on their face and they don't understand why they have to wear it. And um, it can be difficult to communicate that uh, with them. And, and, you know, I've definitely seen some great tactics from, from different parents, but you know, like you said, to put the your child through that stress can be um, really hard and can honestly, um, you know, keep them from communicating like you were saying. So yeah. that's great that you were able to make that happen. And sounds like they obviously have their, their uh, best interest in mind for sure. For sure. Um, so that's really awesome. And I'm excited that Skylar is going to be able to do um, in-person learning. And, you know, I think too, um, just during the distance learning though, do you feel like it really grew um, Skylar and his capability to just adjust to a different schedule? Or how do you feel like he did with that? Um. I feel like because he is 12, you know, and going to be 13 in November, I really feel like he is maturing just a little bit, you know, and he's able to handle more than he used to, um, you know, and he's able to um, not melt down as fast as he used to when he was a little bit younger. So, you know, I think he's done well with the changes you know we when we first started getting online he he wouldn't even get online he would leave the room and kind of you know be out in the hallway and be like no way mommy and you know he got a little bit you know and then he you know the more that we did it the more he got used to it doing it and you know um we took the, the little successes as big successes you know and so er, anything right. that he did even if he was in the same room was okay with us. So I think he's grown. He's really growing a lot uh, this year. I think um, he has definitely surprised me. His language has grown and I feel like um, he's going to do well. You know, I think he's done well um, for what it is since he does separate school from home school is school and home is home but right. he's been a little more flexible on getting online in the morning and and you know knowing that we do have to talk to his teacher a little bit and stuff so I think I think he's done pretty well better than what I thought he would do you know so that's awesome yeah um so what would you um, say are some uh, strategies or um, ideas that you think that 
um, would be beneficial to families that are having to do dis- distance learning, um, possibly like indefinitely, depending on obviously what school district they're in. Um, what would you suggest to them? Like what advice or strategies do you suggest them trying if their child's having a hard time uh, getting into a sort of distance learning routine and um, just struggling with uh, being consistent and or maybe struggling with uh, staying present with maybe their teacher uh, on Zoom as obviously that's a different uh, that's a different structure for them. Yeah, I would suggest that you know, they definitely advocate for their child and make sure that they talk to the teacher and present their concerns. Let the teacher know the things that they're concerned about during the distance learning. And, you know, a lot of teachers will work with families. They, they don't want to force these kids to do something that maybe it would just stress them out a hundred percent, you know, but um, if you can get your child online, definitely, um, visual schedules are really good. I know we've done some visual schedules with Skylar, um, and him knowing him being in charge of putting what's, what they're doing first. And then, you know, moving that schedule over. I know he's had schedule visual schedules at school. He's done really well with, so he knew what to expect and then lay out the expectations, you know, but you know, you, each parent knows their child. They know, when it's okay to push them and when maybe it's okay to kind of take it slower. So figure out where your child is at and make sure that the teacher knows those things and definitely advocate and talk to the teachers because we were, we're lucky enough to have a wonderful teacher this year with Skylar. And she, you know, she's said as long as maybe his caregiver or you get online and check in, we'll be okay with that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I would suggest just making sure that, you know, communication is open. You email, you get online, you know, whatever, you know, is good. And if your child can get online, just, you know, make it short. Don't make them sit on there for an hour because most teachers will check in maybe for about 15, 20 minutes and, you know, call it good. You know, we used to tell Skylar, you know, when the COVID did hit, we had worksheets that we would have them sit at the table and work on and we'd show them okay you have to do these two worksheets then all done then you can choose your activity so you know I think visual schedules are pretty amazing and allowing the child to you know have some power over that some choice so they know they're not being forced into doing something that may they may not be comfortable doing right away but you're just presenting those choices and then Say, hey, I'll set a timer for five minutes. You got to be on for five minutes. Say hi, then you're done, you know. So, and so that's what I suggest. I think it it allows a child to feel like they're have some control over the choices that, you know, because none of these kids really want to be probably at home and they want to be in school. That's where they get a lot of growth and a lot of um, socialization and, Mm-hmm. that's where they, you know, learn and they need that. They need to be with their peers. But, you know, that's what I suggest to parents is try not to stress 
make sure that you're in constant communication with the teacher and their team. Um, and, you know, you've got a good team of educators out there, then, you know, they'll let, they'll be flexible. Most special education teachers are really flexible. So. Right. Um, I definitely think that like, if parents can create a daily routine, you know, if they are going to be at home distance learning um, indefinitely, then I obviously, you know, individuals with fragile X thrive on a daily routine and a structure. And um, maybe if they can even uh, uh, create a similar routine and structure to what they had at school um, because if that worked best for them, then maybe it will work well for them to incorporate somehow at home, um, however that may look like. Um, I know that, for instance, um, my cousin who has Fragile X uh, definitely thrives on a routine and structure. And so, um, Sometimes you have to say, kind of like Skylar, um, sometimes you have to say, you know, if you do this, then you can have or do this. So, so, I mean, and that's something that oftentimes you have to do with any child. Um, You have to say, hey, once you complete this task, then you can have or do this. And that probably doesn't motivate every child with Fragile X. But um, I've seen it work for my cousin because he's definitely motivated by what he can receive in return. Um, And it's almost as well like a break for him um, because he doesn't have a super long attention span. He can't sit and work on something for a long period of time. Um, It's just not – it's just not – able to happen for him and you just kind of have to work with that yeah Um, so I think that too making learning uh hands-on um if you can incorporate some sort of sensory opportunities as well um and that can also provide them some sensory relief but also an opportunity to to learn um and using digital resources that um promote that interactivity because children with fragile X are obviously amazing at technology so they can navigate oh, yeah. that well <laughs> yes <laughs> I know we've talked about that with Skylar before <laughs> yes <laughs> how he can find anything for you on YouTube <laughs> yes he can <laughs> <laughs> so I think tending to um their their likes things that they enjoy um and kind of incorporating learning into that can be huge for them. Um, I know that also my, my cousin, if, if you do something like on an iPad, uh, some type of learning activity, um, he's pretty attentive to it compared to putting a piece of paper in front of him and telling him to do something. Yeah, for sure. You know, because they already are familiar with the iPad. They enjoy navigating it. And so 
learning, uh, learning like a program or learning like a skill on an iPad can be super beneficial to them as well. Um, For sure. But yeah, I mean, those are kind of the um, things that I've been thinking of too. Um, But what you were saying about um, having that consistent communication with your teacher is so important because you know, there's always um, something to communicate with with them regarding their education and just making sure that they're getting what they need. And um, that just, oh, obviously communication is key in anything. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, um, and it makes all the difference in, in how uh, much your child gets out of, out of their school year too. Um, so... Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Um, did you have any other just um, suggestions for parents that are just going through the distance learning stuff? Um, maybe something that we didn't already talk about or um, something that has worked really well for Skylar or something that has not worked really well for him? Um, yeah, just having a, a designated area in the house where Skylar knows that, you know, he's going to be working on some schooling and, you know, try to um, keep up that routine so he knows daily what to expect. Because if we change it up, then he thinks, oh, it just happened once. So I could just go back to doing what I'm doing. And so it, I think something that that doesn't work with Skylar is inconsistency and so he needs consistent routine he needs consistent um, expectations and so keeping that up and knowing you know and rewarding Skylar he loves to hear good job Skylar good job buddy you know or sometimes I even have bribed him with McDonald's because (laughs) I'm just that mom I'll be like okay buddy you know and and uh, his hey, teacher. You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. His teacher and it's told a win me, for you too. <laughs> oh yes, for sure. I get McDonald's too. <laughs> exactly. So everybody wins, <laughs> right? <laughs> and some awesome. great uh, resources that we have used are ABC. Yeah, and okay. um, we have also done. Um, it's uh, news to you. So it's a program where the kids can go on and and they do different types of news stories geared towards kids. So they're able to interact and and answer questions on the about what they read. And you know, ABC Yeah has a whole array of different games from kindergarten all the way up. Um, and it works on reading, math. You know, and if a child is more, you know, like your cousin, he's more um, able to do those games and learn that way, then I say, you know, go for it. A lot of teachers should have those resources also, um, for the child, but yeah, we've used a lot of ABC. Yeah. Where the kids do a lot of different games and stuff. You know, it's not like when I was old, younger, now I'm, I'm dating myself. We had the little app computer. You stuck uh-huh. a little floppy disk in and played Math Blaster and like <laughs> all that stuff, you know. Now it's like you got the <laughs> iPad and you can load the games on it and stuff. But yeah, yeah, you know, trying to to make it 
you know, relaxing and fun for the kid and also, you know, um, being patient and knowing when to push your kid and when to not. But, you know, I think a consistent routine is a good idea. So they know I wake up, I have breakfast, then I, you know, get online or whatever and, you know, do these different things during the day. And I can, you know, some kids will come and like in our, my class where I work, they'll come and they'll interact for a couple minutes and then they need a break. And that's totally fine. They'll be in and out and we interact with, you know, pretty much our whole class and enough pairs are on there with them. But, um, you know, just knowing that even if they interact a little bit, they've interacted, you know, and they're trying. So, um, you know, um, Skylar is Skylar and he's, (laughs) he's happy if he doesn't have to get dressed and, (laughs) he gets to he gets to choose you know some things he gets to do during the day so I think consistent routine is really good for him because he he thrives on consistency um at home right I think that um you know any sort of uh progression in in our children's learning, whether big or small is just a win and, and needs to be obviously praised because, um, those with fragile X just, and they enjoy that praise it. I believe it in, in not only they just enjoy it in general, they'll join in on all the, you know, woohoos. <laughs> yeah. But for they sure. also, it, I think, I believe it also really encourages them to keep going and, yeah. um, you know, like you were saying, um, at, in your classroom, um, do you feel like they make progress when they are able to, uh, do tasks when they're ready versus when they may not be ready? Yes. I think that's important when, you know, when they're ready to work and they're in that mindset, um, you get a lot more out of them than when right. they're not really ready. And then you got to decide, you know, you got to ask them, what do you need right now? Do you need a sensory break? Do you need to go walking? Do you need, you know, and giving them a few choices on, you know, and once you, you know, satisfy that choice of sensory or, you know, whatever break that they need to kind of get themselves in that mode, I think they're more, um, they'll be more likely to do what what they need to do and, and be able to work and get some schoolwork done, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, thank you so much for just chatting with me. Um, I know that, uh, distance learning for any parent, special needs or not is, is a journey and, I thank you for sharing your journey with Skylar on that and just sharing the positive uh, things that have uh, happened as a result of Skylar's time in distance learning. And then, you know, of course, just sharing with us his struggles um, so that other parents can just learn from those and be encouraged by them. Um, and I'm really excited for you that um, Skylar's going to be able to do some in-person learning. And 
I'm sure that he's just going to thrive even more in that. Um, And so I'm definitely excited about that for you guys. And I hope that it goes um, really well. And uh, I want to see that first day of school photo in his cute outfit. (laughs) (laughs) I will definitely send that to you. I'll be on your case about it if you don't. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Debbie. I think You're I'm going to end it here, but I yes, appreciate ma'am. your time. Yeah, thank you so much. You have a good night. You too. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Talk FX. We hope you've left this episode feeling encouraged and knowing you're not alone on this journey with Fragile X. It is our mission to provide resources, support, and encouragement to our listeners. Whether you are a mom of Fragile X children, a self-advocate, or a full mutation carrier, this podcast is for you. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at TalkFragileX. You can tune in to the latest episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts.